Hi, this is Bailey Curry. Dallin Bestwick here. Brennan Gaunt here, former driver number 62. This is Gary Owen from the Going YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Raphael Sard. Quick Pick Podcast. It's not that tough. Connor, Ethan, Quick Pick Podcast. You're listening to it. Everybody tune in. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, joined as always by Connor. It's a, uh, another week on the show. This is episode 99. Next week is episode number 100. Pretty exciting. Uh, working on some sort of uh, throwback or um, we'll, we'll figure something out, right, Connor? Yeah, we'll definitely figure something out. Maybe like a little segment two, maybe blooper reel or funny moment reel something like that so but we'll, we'll definitely figure something out for it um but before we begin the show let's give a quick shout out to all our sponsors and partners here on the show starting with circle b diecast plan b sales one of the top online merchandise shops you can find on the internet today it has literally everything hats hoodies t-shirts uh diecast literally anything you can think of nascar related go over there and buy some NASCAR gear and at checkout, use our promo code QUICKPIT, all caps, no spaces, uh, helps helps you save some money and helps us uh, gain some money that we can put right back into a giveaway. Yes, and make sure you go check out Washington on the Daily on Instagram and Twitter. That's at WSH on the Daily, on the Daily, WSH on the Daily, um, on both Twitter and Instagram for all your commanders, Washington commanders, news and updates and stick around for segment three, where uh, Eric is back with his fantasy picks because there's a race this weekend. And also make sure you stick around for segment two. We had uh, the rambling about racing guys on most of them um, to, to talk about the season so far and do kind of a mid season report. That's in segment two. So stick around to listen to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but before we, before we get into that rambling segment, we're going to discuss the news here in segment one since there was no race to recap this past weekend. But there was one race. Um, well, there was a couple of races, but the one race that we, me and Ethan, I don't know if you, we didn't, I didn't really watch the truck race. I don't really know what happened. I, I kind of took the week off from racing refresh, but I did watch a little bit of the SRX and some highlights um, because the SRX season started up. And Ethan, who won the first race this year? Uh, four-time IndyCar champion, or IndyCar, Indy 500 champion, pardon. Uh, Helio Castroneves won the first race of the season at Five Flags Speedway in Pensacola. That's a track that hosts the Snowball Derby every every winter. So that's uh, that's why they went there, but mostly. It, it looked like a really good track. It, was a, it seemed to have some pretty good racing. Uh, Castroneves got... Um, Got the, the top spot, I think. Uh, and then Bubba Pollard, the uh, local track champion, um, the, 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 I guess the fan pick or whoever they have every race, they have a car that's like some random guy basically that's really good at that track, not a international superstar. He finished second, which was pretty impressive. I think he could have won if not for a flat tire that he had mid race. And Ryan Newman got third, which was pretty cool to see. Newman have a good run. So um, the the interesting part of all of this is that uh, 
the CEO of SRX promised Helio Castroneves last year, because Helio ran the full season full-time last year, that uh, if Helio won a race in SRX, he would make sure that he got to run a race in a NASCAR Cup Series car. So, I mean, that that could be, uh, and we discussed this with Ramblin as well, but Connor, where what, what do you think would be a good race for an IndyCar driver who's been very good at this short track racing as well in the SRX? Where do you think he might get a shot? Well, um, if the Indy if the Indy main course comes back, um, I think that would be the most obvious with him being a, uh, a multiple time champion in the Indy Five Hundred. I know it's completely different cars, but you know he's kind of that. Would, I think that would be just cool to have a multi-time Indy 500 winner race on a NASCAR cup car. If they, you know, there's been rumors they go back to that circuit and get and not do the road course at Indy anymore. But I think that would be very, very cool. But I mean, I don't know. I think you could see, I think the main thing here is it would be some t- sort of back marker, like a, uh, like a, you know, the, the, like a, uh, Spire 77 car, like somewhere where he would fill in for a race, if you know what I mean. But I, I, I couldn't give you a track. I, there's, I don't know. My guess would be since Tony Stewart owns SRX, there's a, a large part of it that it would be a Stewart Haas Racing affiliated car. So either, I mean, maybe, maybe you see like a Rick Ware Racing where they it's like an SHR prepared car. It has a good engine, good, like it's basically a Stuart Haas racing car under the Rick Ware banner. So there's still a competitive race car and SHR just kind of rents out like the 15 for a week and yeah. Helio come in. Or um, another one that I've seen floating around is the project 91 that uh, Trackhouse is doing with um, Raikkonen this uh, at Watkins Glen that maybe next year, it could be, I mean, I think for Helio, if I was Helio, I would want to do the Daytona 500 just because it's the Daytona 500. However, I, if you wanted to see him actually be competitive, I think it would be, I, he would have to go on a road course or he's shown a lot of, uh, a lot of skill at these short tracks as well in SRX. It's all short track racing. And I think he was top five in points last year. So I mean, he had a he competed for multiple runs in last year's SR, multiple wins in last year's SRX races, and uh, obviously he has the win now as well. So I don't think he would be awful at a short track if they took him to Bristol or something too. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see for sure. But it's a pretty interesting rumor there and interesting topic that uh, came up with that. But um, some other news uh, that I'm excited for. Kansas loses a date for Chicagoland. Awesome. That's not. That's, it's it's a rumor. It's well, not. yeah, but I'm, I'm saying if it does happen, awesome. Which yeah. I'm just I'm I'm gonna say it does. To hopefully, speak it into existence. Yeah, I mean that would be good. It would give more people a race to go to. I don't think Kansas needs two races, and Chicagoland deserves a spot on the schedule, especially with how good this car has been on it. So I would really be excited for this the background for the new rumor um is something i saw on twitter um and i i I retweeted it (laughs) we're recording this thursday so um retweet retweeted it uh this is from colton cranmore 
Colton Cranmore. It's at Cranmore Colton. He said, quote, I recently heard from a season ticket holder at Kansas Speedway that there will only be one Kansas race next year. On July 8th, it's a night race, he says, and that NASCAR will be returning to Chicagoland. He was told this when renewing season tickets for 2023. I didn't even notice the night race. I just saw that now. That would be great. Yeah, well, Kansas sucks so bad that you got to try something, so. Kansas was a good race this year. I I, I thought yeah, it, but it's, it's it's not a great race. It was a good race this year, but it's been off and on the last couple of years. I'll give you that. But the Kansas night race used to be a staple of like the early summer schedule. I remember for a couple of years when I was younger, staying up to watch that race. Um, and Jeff Gordon won it one year. I was very excited about it. Um, but like, it would be good to have the Kansas night race back. I think that would be a, a good, it would make it an event. I would say that much. And then speaking of Chicago, there's also a rumor that NASCAR is very close to announcing a Chicago street course race, which would just be awful. I would hate it. Um, it's such a stupid idea. Um, especially since the track it's rumored to be taking a date from is road America, which had a fantastic race last year. Fourth of July weekend, it was they had a huge crowd. I mean, they have the foundation for a new Fourth of July tradition, and they're already going to take it away. See, I'm probably fine with the street course. I think it's a cool little idea, and maybe in the clash, but after that, the clash is returning. So, but taking Road America is just flat out stupid. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean. The one thing I, I, I did think of, you were saying with Helio that maybe they'll bring the oval back in Indy. I don't think they're going to go to seven road courses. So what if they switch the Indy road course to an oval and then add the um, add uh, the Chicago street course in and then take another oval away somewhere like a, a Richmond or something, or maybe maybe Chicago only gets one date and it's the street course and Kansas loses a date to Chicago, but it's for the street course, not Chicago land. Or you could just rotate it every year where one year it's the road course and one year it's the oval. Uh, in Chicago, one year it's the street course? Yeah. That would be a, a way to get more people going to the, the ovals because, you know, in 2023, it's like, hey, they get everyone in Chicago to come watch the street race, they get all excited. Oh, I want to go see more of this NASCAR. Well, we've got this oval like 30 minutes out of the city. Why don't you come to that? Yeah, I say, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Uh, any other news? Any other updates? Uh, Todd Gilliland won the truck race at Knoxville, which I'm sure took about four hours to complete because trucks on dirt never goes well. Anything else, Connor? I don't think so. I think that's it. All right, we will move on where I talk with the guys from Rambling About Racing, Matt, Austin, Charlie. They, we, we kind of recap the season. We previewed what's to come, made some predictions, and, and that uh, is a lot of fun. That's all coming up next on the Quick Pit Podcast.
Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm here with Ethan. No Connor this week, but we've got a full Zoom room. We've got almost all the guys, three-fourths of Rambling About Racing, on the show joining us for a mid-season update. We've got Matt Beamer, Austin Reeves, and Charlie Herkus all joining me tonight to uh, kind of recap the first half of the season as we prepare for uh, Fox to leave. Thank goodness and NBC to uh, to join back in and pick up the remainder of the NASCAR Cup Series season. Uh, we wanted to preview the racing ahead and also recap what we've got so far. So how are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. Thanks for having us. It is great having you guys back on. We've been planning this for, I don't know, like two months, and it finally worked out tonight, at least for, for most of us. So We'll start it off with this. We'll, we'll work in a roundtable sort of format. So, um, Matt, what do you think was the most exciting race so far this season? What was your favorite race so far? Hands down, it would have to be the Coca-Cola 600. That was just a race that we all looked at as from the last couple of years where one person was dominating the race to we get to this year and whether it be the Gen 7 car or what have you. It was definitely a race just full of, I mean, it was like a Talladega race, full of big, a couple of big ones, one car, Chris Busher flipping down the front straightaway. Everything you saw in that race was just amazing to watch and kind of disappointed that it ended under a green-white checkered. But for me, hands down, so far this season, Coca-Cola 600. That was definitely up there. Austin, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to have to say go with Matt for the Coca-Cola 600. I just had that that vibe that it was a, it was a good race. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Christian Busher flipping down the front straights definitely was a, you know, just a, sorry about that. was just phenomenal. So Coca-Cola 600 for sure. And Charlie. So I, I'm going to shy away from the Coca-Cola 600 there. And I might have to go with the Dover race. Um, I, I thought the Dover race was great pretty much from start to finish. I, you know, I wish we could get more one-mile tracks in NASCAR, and that's why I like them going to worldwide technology. It's a mile and a quarter, but it's kind of that in-between. It's either a half mile or it's a mile and a half for the most part in NASCAR. And so I, I enjoyed the mile race. I thought the cars performed really good there. So I, I'm looking forward to New Hampshire. I was at that race, as was Connor. We had a great time. That was a really, really good race from the stands as well. I would have to go, I think, if you're going just by the ending, I think the Coda race was pretty fantastic, how that finished for first-time winner, bump and run in the last corner. And uh, But, yeah, the, the other ones you mentioned as well, Coca-Cola 600 was the best it's been in years. And I think part of what's made these races so great is we're used to them being boring, and then they've far exceeded our expectations this year. All right. So next question, who has been the most um, surprising in a good way driver? Who's uh, surprised you positively and who's been the most disappointing driver so far this year? Uh, we'll start with Matt again. I would, I would have to say when you cut get to surprising, I'm going to go with the team and that would be track house race. And so far this year, three wins, two with Chastain and one finally with Daniel Suarez. That team has turned it around. But if you want me to speak a Pacific driver, it'd have to be Ross Chastain has really surprised me coming into that team new being that second driver for that team. Track house racing as a whole is a great organization. They they're showing their muscle now in the 2022 season and watch for them to be, 
mentioned up there in the next couple of years with the likes of Hendrick and Penske and Gibbs, because that team is there for one reason, that's to win races. But for me, Ross Chastain, I guess, would have to be the driver who surprised me the, in the best way so far this season. And what about who's disappointed you so far? Probably any, probably Kyle Busch. You don't really see much of Kyle Busch running up there lately. I'm going to cheat here a little and bring up his uh, stats here. He has one win of the season, but an average finish of 11th. You're used to seeing a Kyle Busch up there consistently challenging for wins, and he only has one win this year, and that's at Texas. So yeah. I mean, Kyle Busch would just be kind of the surprise. He probably in the last couple of years, he's been a so just what's wrong with Kyle Bush? I think that's a Gibbs thing this year, too, though, because you look at Denny Hamlin, Denny Hamlin's got the win. But what I mean, his finishes, though, are just not there. So sure, he's got the Richmond win. But other than that, I mean, he's just his overall performance is either all or nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Richmond, I, Coke 600, but I mean, it's not a typical Joe Gibbs season as compared to them in the past. It's kind of like what's happening in Lewis Hamilton this year in Formula One. I think Kyle Busch is the highest in the points, but then you have to look further for Truex and Bell, and then Hamlin's buried in points despite the two wins. Uh, Austin, most surprising positive driver and uh, your most disappointing driver so far this year? Uh, positive driver, I'm going to say uh, Chris Buescher. Um I think Keselowski coming over and to that team has kind of helped him out. Uh, he's racked out some pretty good uh, races this year. Um, on the disappointing side, I'd have to say Cindric, Austin Cindric, uh, opened up the the season with a Daytona 500 win, and he really just hasn't hasn't shown anything forth the rest of the year. Um, you know, I, I was kind of not a Cindric fan, but I just figured after his incredible year in the Xfinity last year, I figured he'd come to the Cup Series and. Be a be a door ringer. And Charlie, who's been a positive surprise for you? You already mentioned Denny Hamlin is your disappointment. Well, yeah, I was just, I guess picking an argument with Matt there a little bit, but um, my overall, I guess, driver that surprised me this year, I gotta say Eric Jones with Petty GMS. I think now that it's actually Petty GMS, um, they've they've showed some strength this year. Um, you know, with, with the new car, I'm sure that's helping. But I think as long as they can keep having these good runs and, and you know, consistently running, you know, top 10, top 15, as opposed to what they've done the past couple of years, I, I really feel that I think they'll get some additional funding, some sponsors coming on maybe. And I think you'll see them even better starting off next year. And as far as my disappointing driver – Y'all are just going to say I'm hating on him, but, you know, Kurt Busch has shined a light on Bubba Wallace. So, you know, he's it's his first year with 23-11, and he's got a win. He's got a lot of strong runs, good finishes. We, You know, his teammates not doing that. So he's had a couple of good runs when it comes to, like, the, the restrictor plate Atlanta race for the most part. But – that's that's really it. I mean, you hadn't you don't see the consistency out of him that you see out of Kurt Busch. So that that's got to be my my disappointing, especially for the second full season in the Cup Series with the with the team. So 
I would have to go with uh, Cole Custer. I, I expected him to take another step forward and finally <laughs> stop running 25th every week in, in top equipment, but uh, he has not done, hasn't shown really any improvement so far this year over last year while Briscoe has shot back up. Um, Almirola has been his usual consistent self and Harvick, while it doesn't have a win, is at least getting the finishes to keep him in the playoff hunt. All right. And uh, yeah, so I, I had you guys pick uh, a question, come up with a question to ask the group. So um, whichever you, of you wants to go first, uh, we can kick it off with the, the, the open questions, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, so I'm not, I don't know if everybody watched the SRX series this past Saturday, but there's a lot of rumor and a lot of hype about uh, Helio Castroneves getting a cup ride for at least one race. Um, if he would have won that race at Five Flag Speedway this past Saturday, which he did. So my question is, you know, do, do we think that's going to uh, be a reality now? You know, do you, do you expect him to see or do you expect to see him running the possibly the Daytona 500 this coming year, especially since Almirola is retiring and there's going to be an open seat. And I just, you know, honestly, I don't know that Haas have filled four cars next year. So that's, that's my opinion. But what, you know, do you think that's going to be a reality? Do you think we can see Castro Neves running a cup race, his first cup race next year? I think it's an absolute possibility. However, how long he sticks with stock car racing is yet to be determined. I mean, he's got the SRX one this past Saturday. But I mean, for publicity, for the chance to do it, absolutely. Like kind of like what a Kurt Busch did a few years ago with the Indy 500 Coke 600 double header. I mean, if anything, it's just going to be that. I don't foresee it being him coming to like the road courses or in running those races or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, I could see Stuart Haas Racing fielding four cars for the Daytona 500 and then having three for the rest of the season. But yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. Austin. Uh, for my question, I'd go with. Oh, oh, oh. You know, you <laughs> What about what about the Charlie? You got to answer oh, it first. Golly, <laughs> son. He's got know. the yellow bumpers on his on his uh bumper there. The yellow stripes on his bumper there. Listen, listen man. Excuse this, him, Ethan. He he's he's new. He you know. No, nah, working out of this heat will get to you. I I think it'd be good. I actually saw it floating around Twitter. Um, he made a, a bet with the CEO of SRX. Um, I, I, I'd enjoy watching him run a race. I think it'd be pretty cool, especially for publicity rates. I think I could see him running like something with a, maybe like a Rick Ware racing that's affiliated with Stuart Haas racing that, you know, it's a Stuart Haas car under the Rick, Rick Ware banner that he gets to run a race. I want to see him run an oval though. I think it would be kind of, cheap for him to do a road course because that's what he's used to doing. So um, I, I could see a Daytona 500 entry. Um, I, I I would want to to maybe see him at a track, not like Daytona though, where, you know, it's he, he doesn't have to do the pack racing and maybe put him on a short track, see how he does at Bristol, at Martinsville, at Richmond, something like that to, to see if he can have uh, the SRX talent that he's shown because he's been, he ran up front all season last year. Uh, when he did the full season, see if that carries over to a NASCAR cup car. Now, Austin, you can ask your question now. Yeah, now, now it's your turn. My, I have the floor. 
Uh, my question would be the tire situation. Does Goodyear go to the teams or do the teams go to Goodyear? And uh, do they kind of figure out what they can and can't do to eliminate the left ears blowing out? I don't, I don't know if there's anything they can do. I, I think it's up, up to the teams to be more careful. But, I mean, for every one tire failure that we see in a race, there's 35 other teams that don't have any problems. And they're probably doing the same thing in terms of pressure and, and setup that the other team is. So I, don't, I think the whole situation is a bit overblown, that they, things will be figured out and – the old car, you'd have a right front blow a couple times a race, and now it's it's the left rear. So, I mean, I mean, it it, it seems I don't think it's as bad as people are making it seem. Yeah, I I feel like these cars with the independent rear suspension and all that, I, I feel like they load up on the rear end a lot uh, more, like more of a weight transfer, I guess, than what last year and the year before's cars did. And that low tire pressure, like they've already said it, you know, it's not only the setups, but it's the tire pressure they're starting out with. And the damage is being done on the first few laps, and you're just not seeing it, you know, really be an issue until 15, 20 laps until the run there. Uh, I, you know, is it something Goodyear could maybe fix a little bit on their end? Sure, but – as far as the, the sidewall stiffness and all that, it's a learning curve for everybody this year. But I feel like it, it really does, you know, to, to Ethan's point there, it really does boil back down to these teams. And I feel like they pushed the issue on the right rears. So they kind of fixed that because you're really not seeing that now. But they overcompensated from fixing the right rear to the left rear. And now, you know, they pretty much just threw their issue to the other side of the car. So it's, it's going to be a thing where, you know, does the teams do it or does NASCAR themselves step in and say, you know, look, no more adjustment past this point? Uh, because it, it, it's definitely, a, a you know, a toe caster camber issue, stuff like that that's causing these tires to do that. Uh, low tire pressures don't help, but you know what are you going to do? You're not going to fix the low tire pressure thing. So I, I, I think it's a setup thing. Goodyear could come out with maybe a little bit better sidewall, but it is what it is there. So we won't know until really next year. Yeah, I mean, Ethan, you brought up a good point there. For one team that's had these tire issues, there's several other teams that have not experienced the same issue. So. Is it a good year issue or is it a setup issue? Charlie's been a, a big proponent and he's been a big proponent of our show in our show that this is in fact a setup issue. The teams are just running it to the edge and they're, they're going over the edge a lot, but I, it isn't much the tire going down as far as my issue with that is it's the tire coming off and we're, we're halfway through this season. We're still seeing tires come off and that's a product of the single lug nut which is, I feel is a bigger problem. I, I, do these cars need five, uh, one lug nut, vice five? I think they could do just fine with five and keep it the way it's been for years in NASCAR. But, you know, NASCAR wanted to go the route of open wheel racing because that's popular, the single lug nut thing. But that, I think that's a whole different issue. But, I mean, it, it's more of, I feel, a issue with the setup more so than Goodyear to Austin's question. Yeah, not, not to argue. I guess. Well, okay, maybe to argue a little bit. But, oh, it's 100% to argue. Uh, 
but the same, you know, Ethan's statement can go right with the single lug nut too. For every one that you got or every two that you got come off, there's 34 or 35 others that managed to do it just fine during the race. So these teams are also starting to catch themselves whenever they know and realize that they left one loose. You know, we saw it a couple of weeks ago, uh, a couple of times there where, you know, I think Chase Elliott was one of them. Uh, I can't remember who the other one was, but there was another one too where they called them. We're like, no, 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 back up, back up. Uh, so I want to, I want to say it was maybe Harvick. I, it may, it may have been, yeah, because uh, Harvick was running up front, wound up in the back. But it, it's definitely a, a on the lug nut thing. It's, it's a team. It, I, they're catching up with it, and I, I feel like that's going to be the same case with the tires later on, as. You know they're they're going to catch up with it, so it's it's trial and error this year. The other thing I, I thought of Matt when you brought up like the open wheel, how they're trying to go with the same system that IndyCar uses, that F1 uses, is like so in this past weekend's F1 race, most teams would have stopped twice, and there's 20 cars, so that's 40 pit stops. Whereas I don't know how many times a, a Cup team pits during a nascar cup series race but it's got to be at least five right five five or more where you know you have, yeah you have so many more chances nascar there's so many more pit stops and so many so many more chances to mess up that that's why we're seeing this happen more often compared to those other series is that they don't have as many opportunities so you know it, it might just be a you know there's so many NASCAR has so many more opportunities yeah. to, to mess up. With, with NASCAR there too, and F one, F one, you got like twelve guys over the wall. You got like three people per per wheel, and then you got NASCAR, and it's got you know five, let's see, six people, including the uh, fuel guy, I, I believe it is, including the fuel guy. You got six people over the wall to do all four, so. It is what it is there. It's, it's, it's tough to call or, you know, pinpoint exactly what the issue is there, but, you know. I, I still things. think they're just getting in a hurry. Getting in, getting in too big of a hurry, not letting the wheels uh, set and the notches they got, and then getting in too big of a hurry, not getting the lug nut tight or not letting it set, and then letting them drive off, and it finally works itself loose and ends up coming off. Could be. All right, Matt, what's your uh, question for the group? All right. I, I brought this up last week on our show, and I want to bring it up with you, Ethan, and I wanted to bring it up with everybody. Oh, there. Don't ask him if a woodchuck could chuck wood. That's not a question. <laughs> okay. No, let me get my other question here. All right. All right, Ethan, What's that? No, go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. So, Ethan, we got 10 races left before this, the, I guess the regular season ends at Daytona with 30% of them being road courses out of those 10 races. And I'll read them off to you real quick. Should you want to You got Nashville road, America, Atlanta, New Hampshire, Pocono, Indianapolis road course, Michigan, Richmond, Watkins Glen, and Daytona out of those 10 races. Which one are you looking forward to the most? Well, I am potentially, I'm definitely going to two of them, potentially three. So I guess those ones I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, Connor and I will be at Pocono and Watkins Glen later this summer. And then I might get to New Hampshire as well. So for those, just for being there, 
I'm looking forward to those. But in terms of the racing quality, I I mean, you can't go wrong with the season finale at Daytona. That one's always a phenomenal race. It's always got so much intrigue. There's so much shuffling on the bubble because there's typically a couple guys trying to point their way in and someone's trying to win their way in. It just uh, creates a, a very entertaining night. Um, so that race, I'm definitely looking forward to. I would say, I think... Um, it'll be interesting to see how they race at Pocono just because it's such a unique track, whether like the road course element of this car will come in. Cause I've always said Pocono races more like a road course than it does an oval. Um, so I'm curious to see how, what the quality of racing is like at Pocono, just because of how unique it is. All right. All right, so my question for the group is, right now, who's your final four? Who do you have competing for the championship at Phoenix? Matt, yeah. uh, kick it off. Got to get the crystal ball out here for this one because, I mean, holy cow, we're not even in the playoffs yet. But if I had to pick the final four, just based off of sheer performance this year, it would definitely be Chastain, Larson, Bowman, and why not Kurt Busch? Interesting. Austin, who you got? Uh, Chastain, Byron, Elliot, and I'd say Kurt Busch. Charlie? Yeah, you, you got to go with Chastain because he is on a hot streak this year. Um, now, it may blow up in his face and him not even make it, but Chastain – I'm gonna go with William Byron. Man, these these last two are 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 tough here. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Kyle Busch does figure out what's going on and he makes it to the final four. And I have to throw another you know uh, another Hendrick driver in there, and that's gonna be um, it's gonna be Larson. I, you know. I, It'd be between Larson or Elliott there, just just for the fact that they've both been running about the same here lately. So, uh, if I if I had to pick though, I, I'll go with Larson. I'm surprised you all picked Chastain because of how many enemies he's made. I do not have him in my final four because I think someone that he's uh, collided with so far this year will be out in the round of eight and we'll use like Martinsville as a perfect time to pay him back and knock himself out. And so I don't, and, and plus there's, there's always that, that saying, you know, to, to win a championship, you have to lose one. And, and Chastain has never been in any position like the one he's right now. He's always kind of been the underdog. He's never been the dominant driver. He's never been in control of things. He's always been the one fighting to, to squeak in. So I think he will make a lot of mistakes down the stretch. We'll see the old Ross Chastain rear its ugly head uh, later this year. And so I don't see him making, I think he can make the round of eight, but I think that's his ceiling this year. And then with all the stuff that he'll have learned from this year, I think he'll be a real threat for the title in 2023. So I have Elliot making it in. I think Kyle Busch gets in. I feel like Joey Logano, this is the kind of year that he sneaks in. He's had two uh, kind of surprising wins, but overall he's had a good season, and I wouldn't be shocked to see him 
kind of just go under the radar and make the final four. And uh, for the last spot, I think I would have to go. Uh, last spot is always interesting. I would go with um, with Kyle Larson. I think he's too good to not make it. I don't think Byron's quite there yet. He's really fallen off the last couple of weeks. I agree with you almost, except for Chastain's made some enemies, but Logano made a, a pretty good enemy with Byron earlier this year too. So, and, you know, I I feel like payback may be coming at the right time for him as well. That I, I didn't think of that. That that is true. Um, do you guys have anyone who's currently in the playoffs make uh, missing it in a surprise fashion? Do you have? Do you think we get to sixteen winners? I don't think we get to 16 winners that aren't repeat winners, but if I, if you're just looking at it, whoever's not locked in right now, the one I would have to say, the low hanging fruit is going to be the guys at the bottom, the 15th, 16th drivers in the playoff standings right now, which is Christopher Bell and Eric Almarola. But I would have to say just based on the season back to Charlie's point that Joe Gibbs is racing. I think the surprise one out would probably be Martin Truex Jr. If he doesn't straighten up. That was my preseason prediction that, well, that was one of my predictions that he would miss. So uh, if you're listening, you can go back and, and see that I called it. Um, any Anyone else, uh, Austin or Charlie, anyone else you have possibly missing? Yeah, I, I'd have to go with, um, I'd have to go with Truex too. I, I don't think Almarola, Almarola doesn't have the consistency this year to, to be a threat. I think he's going to fall off long before then. So I, I would have to go with Truex, you know, even though he's had a couple of decent runs lately, I, I still feel like that's not going to outweigh the deficit that he's in points wise and stuff. So I, I think he misses. Yeah. Awesome. I, I'd, I'd have to agree with both of you on that. Um, if he don't get it clicking off here soon, he's, he's going to be, he ain't going to make it. So here's the interesting one. I don't, think Ryan Blaney I don't know if I trust him to go win a race so if we get enough new winners could we have someone do you guys think it's a possibility that Ryan Blaney despite being fourth fifth sixth in points could miss the playoffs just because there's so many new winners I mean if you have say Truex win a race and Bell win a race and, you know, I, I feel like Tyler Reddick could get a win any any week now, and then you get a surprise winner at Daytona, then, boom, Ryan Blaney yeah. out, and he's had a great season so far, all things considered. So do you think that's any possibility, something weird like that? Yeah, absolutely, especially with the road courses coming up. I, I feel like the road courses, you know, they've already produced two first-time winners this year. So – What's to say that won't happen at, you know, th- uh, what is it, three more road course races yeah, or something like that? So, uh, it's it's a big possibility that people are just being pushed out on points because of the amount of people that's won this year. All right, so that'll do it for our predictions. Matt, um, what what do you guys want our, our listeners to go go check out where – where can you be found? What are you guys up to these days? Okay, okay. That's what you get for trying to do something mid-show. Okay, so the, what we're doing, we're doing these days, the best place to find this is at our website, ramblingaboutracing.com. And every week, we'll throw out there on Twitter and Facebook that we go live. In fact, after we're done with you, we're going to go live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. 
So you can check us out there, interact with us, chat with us, and talk with us. But the best place to find everything, all of our YouTube videos and all of our links to those major podcast platforms and links to our social media, ramblingaboutracing.com. All right. You guys have any uh, guests, anything exciting like that coming up? Guests? No, not right now. Maybe in the future here. I haven't really been doing my due diligence and reaching out to people. But yeah, right now it's just kind of us just sitting here cracking open a few beers and talking racing. That's about all we do right now. Awesome. With Brad Kislowski looking over your shoulder. Yeah, um, so they are rambling about racing. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Good luck, Charlie, with your uh, real racing. And uh, do you thank race you. this weekend? Thank you. No, we, uh, you know, we had to race. We were supposed to race this past weekend. A lot of people were going to be gone Father's Day and stuff. So they actually took our class off the schedule. Uh, we don't race again until July 9th, I think it is. Hmm. We, got a, we got a few weeks off before our next race, so. But you're the points leader right now, right? I am. I, I'm currently the points leader. Not sure by how much, but I want to say maybe by 13 to 20 points or something like that. So uh, not the points leader by much, but uh, it, it's first time in a long time that I've been leading points. So Pretty cool. Good, uh, good luck with that, as I said. And uh, good luck to all of you with your own podcast. And uh, thank you for hopping on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Really do appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate it. All right, that was Rambling About Racing. Coming up next, Connor and I will discuss the news as well as preview Nashville. That's coming up next on the Quick Hit Podcast. Welcome back to the Equipped Podcast. You made it to segment three on this week's show, and it's a great week. And it's just a great week just because when I'm about to read the track facts, I will not be saying anything about Fox. It's NBC time, which is awesome. I'm so, so happy that Fox is gone. Uh, they should just give the whole schedule to NBC because they clearly I, – I saw, I saw a tweet the other week um, how, like, Fox was like how ESPN was when ESPN was saying out of the sport. And I thought that was perfectly said. Fox is garbage. Um, But speaking of NBC, yes, NBC has this week's race, the Ally 400 in Lebanon, Tennessee, 300 laps, 399 miles. There'll be a practice on June 24th, which is a Friday at 6.30 p.m. Then qualifying the next day, June 25th at 1 and then the race will be June 26th at 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Almost the night race. Connor, does, Nashville have, does Nashville have lights? Yes, it does. Okay, I, w- I was about to say. Um, but as I said, it's located in Lebanon, Tennessee. It was built in 2001. The track type is intermediate. Concrete surface, 1.33 miles long. And cautious people will be 55 miles per hour all this Sunday, 5 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on NBC. I'm actually really excited for this time start. First of all, because I'm going to the cabin this weekend and it works perfectly because I'm going to be getting back at like four o'clock. So I don't have to miss any of the race. Second of all, 
Sunset's like eight o'clock, eight thirty, which means this race probably will under end under the lights. And I love races that start in the day and end at night. Personally, I would love for this to be a night race, like a six o'clock, seven o'clock race, par- partly because of the heat, which we'll talk to in a minute, uh, talk about in a minute, but also just because night races are cool. And I, I, wouldn't a Nashville night race be pretty sick? Yeah, I uh, yeah, I didn't really like the day the day race last year, so I think this I I want to see how it how it does this year with uh, as it probably is going to end near night so i, I kind of want to see it'll end got, it'll end at dusk at twilight it's not gonna yeah but dark. Uh, temperatures and sunlight will change and stuff and that could easily affect the car and i want to see if there's a car that is maybe seventh eighth place most of the day when that sun goes down they ha- have the right setup and they are uh up there they storm all the way up and win the race so i i think it'll be interesting yeah, last year I thought it was pretty good. I, I, I didn't get to watch it. I was, I was traveling back from somewhere, so uh, I only watched the highlights. But I, I feel like it was uh, the, the highlights, it was pretty good. There were a lot, of, a lot of drama. Kyle Larson still dominated it last year and won while leading, like, what, 264 out of 300 laps. But um, it is interesting. So – the, the, the interesting thing about this, and I'm not sure exactly if it's SMI being stupid or if it's like a local rule, but coolers are not being allowed for this race. And it's going to be about 100 degrees out and full sun. And that to me is just ridiculous. Last year, there was a sellout crowd. They had the same issues, massive parking issues and, and not enough concessions and water like there were people who wanted to come and the experience was awful. And now apparently this year, it's not even close to a sellout as a result. So um, whoever was in charge of, the, of managing this race last year shot this in the foot and SMI has done some things to make it better, but they still haven't allowed coolers. And I don't know, it, it feels really stupid that they're keeping fans away from these races. SMI should just put, like sell everything and give it to NASCAR. Oh, oh, we missed this in our news segment. Uh, Bruton Smith, um, father of Marcus Smith, uh, passed away this week at the age of 95. He made some great decisions for NASCAR. He made some poor decisions for NASCAR. But overall, he was very instrumental in the sports growth. And it's, it is sad to see him go. Yeah, for sure. But current SMI is doing great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. You want to get into some picks, Connor? Let's get into some picks. Um, who, well, first of all, some predictions. Who do you think can run well? Who do you expect to be a, co- a contender this week? Well, we've only really had one race. So I, I think Kyle Larson, who dominated last year, has got to be one of the favorites. Um, I'm going, I'm thinking, I'm thinking HMS and Gibbs here are going to be the strong, strong teams this week. Uh, I, I, I would put any of those eight drivers in there. I think all have somewhat momentum. They've all been pretty good the past couple of weeks, and I could see really any single one of them winning. And I know with uh, some of those Gibbs guys, they might start getting desperate here in a in a Christopher Bell, Martin Trucks Jr. Because uh, there's only four spots left for to you know to point in. So um, I, it's, it's going to be interesting for sure. But I, I like I like my chances with uh, the Gibbs with HMS guys. Yeah, um, I would say you know here, I would also go with Trackhouse. They've been they're coming off a win. 
They've been very fast this year at just about every track. And both of their drivers got in the top 10 last year. Suarez in seventh in the 99, which he still runs for. And Ross Chastain finished second in this race last year for Chip Ganassi Racing in the 42 car. I think Chastain could be a, a contender with Larson to, to win this race. Yeah, for sure. Uh, those track house boys are on something right now. So, uh, looking else, looking at other other drivers on this list, um, Eric Almarola won the pole here last year and finished fourth, which we know uh, SHR had a really bad year last year, and it was only his one of only two top fives that Almarola got. So I think and Harvick, his teammate, finished fifth last year. So two top fives for SHR at this race at, at this track. I I would. Um, I don't know if I trust them all yet, but I, I think maybe putting Briscoe or Almarola in your in or, or putting some money on them, whatever you do with your, your picks for the race, um, might be worth a shot. And, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. also got a top ten, and he's been pretty good this year as well. Yeah, and I think I think the main thing here is if there's a guy that doesn't have a win, it's looking out, and they have a very fast car, and they're up in second or third, and there's a late restart or something like that they'll be desperate. So um, if there's a guy, don't be surprised if we're at the end of the race, there's a late caution with four or five laps to go. And there's a, uh, I mean, what do you want to say? Like a Ricky, like a, or a Kevin Harvick in like fourth, I think even Kevin Harvick, who we've known to not be super, super aggressive since he's that veteran, but there'll be some desperate folks, especially with how many, how many people have already won a race this year. Um, I think we might see some mayhem here if there's a late restart. Yeah, last year's race was pretty pretty uh, crazy, and it raced good with the old car. And this is an intermediate. It's concrete, though. It's a unique racetrack. And, you know, th- this new car has raced great at intermediates already. So if this track was already good before, it, it, this could be a, a really, really good race. I'm I'm very excited for this race for NBC to see – that you know, racing's back after two weeks off. It's 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 going to be a good weekend. I'm I'm very excited for this race. You want to send it over to Eric for fantasy, and then we'll get our picks. Yeah, let's do it. But Eric needs to maybe uh not give so many people big tips because the year of the rowdy on the fantasy league right now is uh catching my feet, and uh I'm not very excited about it. I've controlled the fantasy league all year. And if I lose it in the last couple of weeks here, I'm not going to be pretty happy. So uh, let's, let's send it over to Eric. But, uh, you know, if, if you guys, you, you know, you can make, you, how about, how about like, you could put Michael McDowell in your lineup. That's a great choice. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, you're campaigning for Michael McDowell. Yeah. People should put them in their lineup. And yeah. All right. Well, I mean, he's on a good run recently. You never know. Mm-hmm, maybe, mm-hmm, maybe. Totally. Where did McDowell finish last year? Let's look. He finished 16th. That's surprisingly good. Um, so you never know. You might end up with a, a good run. That that probably would not given how many guys crashed out last year. I mean, Chase Elliott. Oh, that's right. Connor, this is the race that Chase Elliott got disqualified in last year. For what? For like failing post race inspection or something. Oh yeah, I remember that. Crazy. And and he finished like top five too. Yeah, well that sucks. But he, he he can't have that happen now because uh, he's in the points lead. So. Yeah, well last year we had guys like Ryan Blaney, 
Ryan Blaney, Chris Busher, um, Ryan Priest, Chase Briscoe, a, a, a lot of contenders or at least uh, somewhat um, competitive cars um, crashed out. It was a race of attrition last year. So you never know. It, it might be we might get another interesting top 10. All right. Let's send it over to Eric for fantasy segment, um, kicking off the NBC portion with a great race to preview. And Eric will get you all set up with your fantasy NASCAR picks. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Quick Pit Podcast Fantasy Live segment of the show. It's good to see you all back again. Um, it's been a while because of the um, the break we've had um, after Sonoma, but we're back this week for Nashville Super Speedway, the NBC segment of the season. Very excited to see what NBC has in store this season, considering just how bad Fox has been. I am excited to see if they can step it up. And I'm also excited for Nashville Super Speedway. It's one of my favorite tracks. I really liked it last season. And I am really scared about it being potentially ruined by the next-gen car. Because it's sort of a short track sort of track. And we've seen that the short tracks with the next-gen car have been a bit hit or miss. So I hope a Nashville Super Speedway will be a good track. But um, without further ado, let's just get right into it. Congratulations to Daniel Suarez finally getting his first win at Sonoma. Um, really happy for him. Long overdue. And um, I hope this opens the floodgates because um, he's been very close multiple times. Before we get into the picks for Nashville, I want to shout out the top performers of the Quit Pit Podcast Fantasy Live League. Um, Connor, as we've gotten accustomed to him leading, he's still a number one in the league with a pretty, pretty big points lead. Then we have Yurid Rowdy 18, Matthew Camper, and uh, I would say I'm I'm in I'm in uh, sniping this distance from Matthew Camper. I gained some points last week. I had max points at Sonoma. I'm currently sitting fourth, and Ethan is fifth. So um, I hope I can uh, get another good week at Nashville and get some more positions on uh, on in the standings. That would be really cool. But Connor's kind of running away with it. So hopefully someone will be able to be thrown out at some point. All right, so Nashville. We have only been here to the Cup Series once, so it's kind of hard to judge who exactly will be good here, but I'll try my best. So, um, obviously Kyle Larson, really good here, absolutely dominated um, Nashville. I would say he would be a very, very good pick. Uh, Ross Chastain was the fastest car for a, a good uh, for a good while at, um, at Nashville, and probably with a caution, he would have been able to... Uh, um, catch up to Kyle Larson and put up a good fight. But um, that never happened, and uh, Kyle Larson kind of ran away with it, but he was still really fast and really good. So um, definitely look out for Ross Chastain this weekend, considering how good Trackhouse is. Um, I can see it happening. Daniel Suarez also had a top 10 here, so both Trackhouse cars, cars might be really good here. So definitely look out for them. Uh, Kyle Busch led about 10 laps. Um, he led the second most laps out of anyone. Besides Kyle Larson last year, um, doesn't really say much because it's only 10 laps, but he was still pretty decently good. He started second, and Kyle Busch is pretty good lately. He has been pretty good. Besides Sonoma, he has been very good. Um, has led a bunch of laps and stuff, so he's been very good. Definitely consider uh, choosing uh, Kyle Busch. Byron finished uh, third here, um, and he's um, he's in need of a good run, so I think this might might be a good opportunity for him to get one. Um, 
I can't really think of anyone else to be honest. Kurt Busch, I'm pretty sure he won a stage. So um, and he and he's been uh, the 45 car has been not consistently fast, but they have been pretty good. So um, we might see them uh, we might see them doing something uh, this this uh weekend at at Nashville. That would be interesting. Uh, the RFK cars and Ford as a whole has been um gaining some speed. Now I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna. I'm not going to get ahead of myself and say that, oh, Kozlowski and Bush are going to be really fast and they're going to be in the top 10. Um, that might have been uh, just a, a fluke. But I do hope they're going to be a bit faster. And I am very I was very decently surprised about their pace uh, at Sonoma. And I hope it will continue um, this week at Nashville. Um, as a dark horse pick, I would uh, look at Eric Almirola. He got the pole here and he has been very fast in qualifying all year this uh, this season. So um, definitely look for Ford and Eric Almirola to be very good. Also, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. got a top 10 here. Um, I would not be surprised if he gets another one. Um, he's been pretty good at the short tracks from what I saw. If I remember correctly this season, that has been his uh, his bread and butter. I might be wrong here. I'm just going to pull up his stats to make sure. I, I don't want to say anything stupid. I haven't really checked his stats that much this season. So I just want to make sure I'm not saying anything, anything stupid. Um... Yeah, I, I, I definitely did say something a little bit stupid. He's been terrible at the uh, short tracks. He's been good at the mile and a half, though, and at Dover, which is pretty similar to Nashville. So uh, forget what I said. Um, He should still be good here, though. I still uh, expect a decent run from him. Uh, That would be about it for Nashville. As I said, we've only had one race here, and it was dominated by pretty much only one driver. So it's kind of hard to gauge exactly how good everyone he is here. But um, that that's who I would pick. I'm, current, I'm personally going with Ross Chastain for the win. I think he's going to do really well. I think he's going to win. But um, we'll see. All right. So I hope this got this will help you out, guys. And uh, um, if you guys at, at this point of the season, want, for some reason, want to join the Quickly Podcast Fantasy uh, Live League, you have a code for that in the description. Um, great seeing y'all again. And I'll uh, get you all back to Connor and Ethan. Bye, everyone. And we're back. Thank you once again, Eric. It's been nice having him back after a couple of weeks off. And we are ready to do our picks now, Connor. And and as it stands, Connor, I still have a lead. Um, not, for, not for long, not for long, not for long. Uh, if I win fantasy, I will be okay with not winning the picking game. But there's still a lot of races left. And um, I don't think you – how many wins do you have? Two or three? Two? I have two wins, and Eric has one, and you and Siri have nothing. I don't think I don't think two wins is going to stand. I no, I, 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 I I need to get a couple more too, but I I I do have a, a couple race advantage on you. I'm going Kyle Larson. What? I'm going Kyle Larson. You're going to go with Kyle Larson? Yep. All right. Uh, get me within one here. Eric's pick is Ross Chastain. Hmm. I am going to go with Chase Elliott. Actually, you know what? Uh, I'm second guessing myself. I feel like there. Do, 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 do. Okay, okay. Do, 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 do,
You done? Yep. Okay. Um, so here's my thought process. I, I want to pick a Chevy. However, Chevys have seemed a little bit off the last couple of weeks. I don't trust the Fords. Just I, get to the pack. I don't want to pick Denny Hamlin or Kyle Busch. I, plus, Kyle Busch is running like a cursed paint scheme this weekend, apparently. Whenever he runs that sponsor, that he crashes. So I'm definitely not picking Kyle Busch. Um, I'm going to go Christopher Bell. You just did that because you can't go with Truex because you didn't have him in your playoffs, huh? No, I, I trust Bell has been fast. Um, so you, you got Kyle Larson. Eric got Ross Chastain. I'm Christopher Bell. And uh, what series pick this week? She's going with Brad Keselowski. Oh, interesting. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a great week for him to run 17th. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it is a great week for him to run 17th. Yeah. All right. So, um, any any other final thoughts, predictions for this weekend? Comments, Connor, before we close the show out? Nope. Nothing? And Nothing. Oh, Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman burning the car down with an ally on his head, when ally on his hood with the ally paint scheme in the grass. That would be a picture I would put on my home screen on my phone. They need to make that paint scheme his scheme for the rest of the year. It's so it much is better than great. The car. It's fantastic. Yeah, and, and the, jun- the a junior motorsports designer made it. Yeah. Speaking of which, I forgot about this in the news segment. Junior tested a car at North Wilkesboro this week. I saw that. And along with Josh Berry and their late model driver. So, I, man, I, I wish we were a little bit closer. I'd almost be tempted to drive down for those for those races. I think he hasn't announced it yet. I think Junior is going to run like a late model race there. I would not be surprised. That would be a big event. They got to get that on TV then if, if, if he does that. All right, Connor, you want to close the show out? Yeah. Here's your sponsor, though, Ethan. As always, go check out Washington on the Daily on Instagram and on Twitter. That's at WSH on the Daily for all your Washington Commanders news. And check out his other main NFL in general account um, at Trendy, F-B-A-L, Trendy Football on Instagram. And go check out our friends at Ramblin' About Racing. They came on the show. You heard them. You heard the our discussions. It was a lot of fun talking to them. They've got a great show. Go check them out as well. Check out my writing on speedwaydigest.com. And uh, yeah, pretty cool. Go listen to the BJ McLeod interview if you haven't already. That was great. All right, Connor, now that I've plugged everything I want to plug, go go on and, and finish it out. Can I just add one thing real quick? Hmm. Washington, third place in the division, Commanders. That, that's, that's their nickname if you guys didn't know. But anyway, hopefully it's the Dan Snyder list commanders pretty soon. I don't know why you just don't uh, change. You just become a fan of someone else. You can always hop on the Hertz wagon. Anyway, also go over to circlebee.cast, play me cells, and use our promo code QuickPit, all caps, no spaces, at your checkout. Helps you save some money. We gain some money that we can put right back into a giveaway. It's a no brainer. Helps out both sides. But with those being said, also, go check out. Wait. As I check, our, 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 we just got another follower on Twitter. 
This is we're recording this like four hours before it releases. We're at 599 followers. So please, if you haven't followed us on Twitter, get us to 600. It might already be there by the time you listen to us, but go check that out. We're just going to a thousand. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. Check out all of the links in the description and all of our sponsors that we just mentioned. And uh, we'll see you next week on the Quit Bit Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. See you.